In the beginning, light stretched over the void, and God said, it is good. But over time, it grew broken and dark, disheartened and defiant. And after years of God calling his people back to himself, God was silent for 400 years. But while we were waiting in the dark, heaven was preparing a king, a prince of peace, who would offer us a light out of darkness and into light, out of despair and into hope, out of fear and into peace, out of sorrow and into joy, out of indifference and into love. Light had come, calling us out of the darkness. And in that moment, forever, everything changed. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome. Hey, how are you doing today? It's good? All right, so let's, hey, let's start by doing something. I think this will be fun. Um, so let's start by greeting our online church. So here's what we're gonna do in just a minute. I'm gonna just, like, let you clap, you can yell. If you know how to whistle, like this would be a time to like whistle, but point your head down so you don't really blast the people in front of you. But um, our online church, like they're with us, and they're part of this every week, and so we just wanna let them know that we love you guys and that we're for you and that we're with you in this, all right? So in-person church, you ready? Let's say we love our online family as well. Awesome. Well, it is um, it's great to be with you. If I haven't met you yet, my name's Daryl Holden, and I'm one of the pastors here. And I'm really thankful that you're here on this blustery December weekend. Uh, we get to be together, and it's a, it's a great thing. So in just a second, to launch our time, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put a slide on the screen, and it's a fill-in-the-blank slide. And so we're just gonna kind of read it together, if you'll sort of do that with me. So let's, let's put the slide up. This slide is about Christmas. It's the most time of the year, right? It is, it's the most wonderful time of the year, and this is the most hectic time of the year, right? I mean, December, the pace of life just speeds up. We've got all of our normal things, and then you have the end of year things, and you've got the anticipation of Christmas things, and you've got, like, we're gonna take a few days off at some point towards the end of this month of things that are required you get ready for that. Like, it is, it is the most hectic time of the year, and on top of that, it is the most stressful time of the year. You have end of year stress, and you're buying Christmas presents, so you have financial stress. You are spending more time with family, so you've got relational stress. I mean, like this is, this is the most stressful time of the year. And it is the most difficult time of the year. December is a difficult month, and mental health the statistics about mental health are off the charts. You have, you have anxiety and you have depression raising and, and there's just, you have people who are, who are mourning in the month of December because we've lost people or we've lost a relationship or there have been changes in our families that we didn't choose. Like Christmas, December is like, this is, this is a difficult, this is the most difficult time of the year. And, 
And as I kind of processed some of that stuff, I started to think like, this is wrong. It's wrong. I mean, like this is, this is Christmas. It should just be the most wonderful time of the year. And if it can't be just the most wonderful time of the year, I mean, we're anticipating the birth of Jesus. If it's not the most wonderful time of the year, just the most wonderful time of the year, what are we doing? You know, what are we doing? And then I think, wait a minute, this is, this is perfect. This is perfect. Christmas is Advent. This is Advent season. That means we're waiting. And we are waiting with desire. We are waiting with hope. And so people like you and me who are living the most wonderful but also the most hectic and stressful and difficult time of the year, we are waiting for someone to step in and bring something to us. And that is the beauty of Christmas time and the Advent season is it's, it's a humble time for people like us. This is the time of year when we're willing to admit we don't have what it takes. I don't, I don't have what it takes to have the kind of experience that, that I wanna have. I want this to be the most wonderful time of year and, and instead what I get to experience, if it's just on me, I get to experience hectic and stressful and difficult. And so people like us, this is, this is a, a humble time of year for us to, to wait for someone to come to us and bring light into our darkness. And so I have good news for those of us today who look at this time of year and say, you're right, it is. It is a hectic time. It is a difficult time. It is a stressful time of year. Good news for us today. Our, our word and what we're gonna explore today is, is peace. Because at Christmas time, we celebrate, we anticipate, we're waiting and we're looking back at the same time for the peace that God brings to his people. And so I want us to explore this peace together and more than explore it, I want us to receive it. I want us to be able to receive the peace that God offers to us so that this difficult and hectic and stressful time of year, you and I get to breathe in and breathe out the peace of God. So to do that, what I'd like to do is I'd like to read a couple of ancient prophecies from the Bible that talk about Jesus, the coming one, as the one who's bringing peace. And then we'll explore a little bit this peace that, that he gives to us. And then I wanna wrap all this up and give us a chance to receive and talk with, some, with you some practical things about how you can receive the peace that God is offering to you. So I wanna begin by reading for us Isaiah chapter nine, verses two and verses six. Isaiah was an ancient prophet. He lived about 750-ish years before Jesus was born, and he wrote these amazing words about Jesus. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. For to us, a child is born. To us, a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Now here's what was going on when Isaiah first wrote those words, 750-ish years before Jesus was born. Here's what was going on in the lives of the people that he was speaking to and that he was writing for. So they're human beings like us, and they had all the normal, they had all the normal stress in their life, right? The, stress of making a living, the stress of being in relationships, the stress of what's happened to them in their past, the stress of what they're anticipating in their future. Like they had all the stress that we have and on top of that, they were living in a nation that was on the brink of war. 
their, their nation, there was, a, there was a mighty, powerful nation that was on the edge of their borders, and that nation had moved across the known world. They had moved through the known world, and they had run into and run over everybody. Nobody had been able to stop them. And so they knew that there was this nation of warriors who were coming to them, and, and they knew they were next. And then on top of that, their king, the king who was supposed to protect them, he was making bad decisions. He was making political alliances. He wasn't worried about who God was or how God might protect them. He had a weak army, and instead of trusting God, he was trusting the army and trusting those alliances, and the people knew that this was going to end in disaster. And these are words of hope. Into, into that context, the stress, the chaos, the turmoil, the difficulty, into that context, there's this promise that it looks like it looks like it's all dark <laughs> and it looks like all hope is lost it looks like there's there's no hope for us it looks like there's there's only an end and, and to people who are walking in that kind of darkness there's this promise of a great light that there's one who is going to come and he is going to step in and he is going to be among many things we think we're in the midst of war and difficulty stress and conflict this one, he's going to be Prince of Peace. And these words of hope, these words of hope, they created anticipation, they created longing in God's people, and they began to look for this one who would step between them and, and their adversaries and bring peace to them. The next prophecy is about 750 years later. It's, it's ancient to us. It was right about the time Jesus was born, just a few months before Jesus was born. This is a prophecy that was spoken by a guy named Zechariah. So Zechariah is the father of a guy you might have heard of. His name is John the Baptist, or John the Baptizer. John played a special role, got a special role for John in his eternal plan. John was the guy who was coming to announce the, that the Messiah was right on the edge, like the Messiah is right here. And so John's role was to announce the Messiah, and when John was born, the angel of the Lord had tipped Zechariah off on what John's role in God's eternal plan was gonna be, and when John was born, Zechariah spoke this, this beautiful prophetic word over him. And he was speaking to John, and he says this, you, my child, you'll be called a prophet of the Most High, for you will go on before the Lord to prepare the way for him, to give his people the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins because of the tender mercy of our God by which the rising sun will come to us from heaven to shine on those living in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the path of peace. So there's some beautiful things in this little section here that father's saying over his son, the first half of that prophecy. It's, it's incredible what he speaks to and speaks over his infant son, but it's really the last half of that prophecy that we should pay attention to. Because in the last half of that little statement there, he's talking about Jesus, and he tells us that there is the knowledge of salvation and forgiveness of sins available to us because, because, hear these words, because of the tender mercy of our God. Isn't that a beautiful statement about who God is and about his disposition towards us, that you and I get to know that there is forgiveness for our sins, that there is salvation available to us because of the tender mercy of our God. 
And because of this tender mercy of God, because he looks on us with, with love and with compassion and with desire, because of this tender mercy of our God, there's a sun that's gonna rise. And this, this sun that's gonna rise, you hear the, the light shining on people who are walking in darkness from Isaiah's prophecy, the sun is gonna rise and he's gonna shine on those who are living in darkness and in the shadow of death. That's you and me. We live in darkness and we live in the shadow of death. We're celebrating December is the most wonderful, hectic, stressful, difficult time of the year. There's this sun that is shining, this light that is shining into our darkness. And this one, this sun, this light who rises, he will guide our feet into the path of peace. The tender mercy of our God means that people like you and me get to experience and get to live in and get to walk in this path of peace. So this peace that the Bible talks about, this peace that, that Isaiah prophesies, this peace that Zacharias speaks over his son and speaks to you and me, it's, it's the Jewish notion of shalom is their word. And it's not just peace like, hey, there's an absence of conflict, like we can sit at the same table together and nobody gets in a fight. Right? It's, it's, not, it's not that there's an absence of conflict or an absence of war. It's there's, there's a presence too. There's a presence of, of health and there's a presence of wellness and there's a presence of wholeness. This isn't just that we can sit at the table and not fight. This means we sit at the table and, and we love each other and we enjoy each other and we love each other well. This word shalom for the Jewish people, it's, it's a greeting and it's, it's a goodbye, but more than that, it's a blessing. It's a prayer for our lives to be characterized by, by the shalom of God, the wholeness, the wellness, the health for us personally in our relationships, in our relationships together. May we experience the, the peace of God and we get to walk in that because of Jesus who guides our feet into the path of peace. So as we're exploring this idea of peace, I'd, I'd like to share a story with you. I'd like to let you see the story of Matt and Stephanie and their experience with this, this peace of God. So if you would please watch the screens. I'm Steph Murphy. I'm Matt Murphy. We have lived in Rochester for about 10 years now. Mm -hmm. We've been married nine years now, and we have three kids, an eight-year-old daughter, Macy, a two-year-old son, Kyler, and a four-month-old girl, Bryn. We ended up at Christ Community after, I mean, what seemed like completely disconnected events. Now we know it was God's great plan to get us there, but I had texted a neighbor at the time because I had heard that they were involved in the church. But the one thing I'll never forget is she texted asking what time we would be going to the service and said we'd love to treat you to a cup of coffee at the cafe. And I'll never forget that because that sort of hospitality has followed us our entire time there. So before we came to Christ's community, I was pretty spiritually lost. I went through something very traumatic in my early 20s and it kind of instantly just turned my life upside down. 
and I just became so fearful and angry at God that I fell away from Him completely and started kind of leaning into some really unhealthy coping habits and lived that way for years until I finally started getting help for the trauma and finally started healing. And that's when I started to feel that pull. Remember telling Matt, I feel like God is calling me to be close to him again. That transformation has been, you know, nothing short of, of God. There was so many things that happened in our life that were just by chance, that at that time felt like by chance, but really it was God bringing us to where we are today. Being at Christ Community, it not only reestablished that relationship with Jesus Christ for me, but the church has taught me how to nurture that relationship. And so now, prayer is the first thing I do when I wake up in the morning. I talk to God daily. I engage in His Word. God is a loving God, and He doesn't waste pain. And so, it's just learning um, God's grace. It is by His grace alone that I have this peace and this true joy in my life now that I didn't feel for so long. For anyone out there that is feeling that sort of pain or feeling lost or hopeless, I would just say start small. I still for a long time didn't necessarily feel like he was listening to me, but I would start praying anyway. Just lean into whatever amount of faith that you have at the time, and then it's just, I mean, it's a miracle when you look back and see how much things have changed. Jesus guides our feet into the path of peace. He, he guides your feet. He directs your steps into the path of peace. As he does that, you really experience peace in two different ways the Bible teaches us. The first is he leads you into peace with God. You get to experience peace in your relationship with God. I don't know if you knew this or not. All of us, like we come into this world um, adversaries with God. We're, we're born with our posture towards him. Our, we come into the world with a posture towards him that is one of, of maybe defiance, maybe that's how you experienced it, maybe apathy. We're all independent by our own nature and, and we wanna be separate from him and so we, we find ourselves, it's our doing, not his, we find ourselves at odds with him. And Jesus guides our feet into paths of peace. We read this great verse in the Bible, it's Romans chapter five, verse one, it says, We've been justified by faith, so we have peace with God. And, and Jesus, he steps in, he's the light into our darkness, and he guides us into peace with God, so you can experience peace with God in your relationship. And as you experience peace with God in your relationship with him, then what you also have available to you is peace that comes from God. He, he has peace that belongs to him that's different than the peace that you and I can extend to one another or the peace that we can find on our own. There's this 
this peace that comes from God that he's willing to, to let you walk in. He's willing to speak it into and over your life. Jesus made this really cool statement. It's in the Gospel of John chapter 14. Jesus says he's getting ready to go back to heaven, so he's speaking to his followers. And he says to them, and he says to us, he says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I don't give to you as the world gives. So he sets up this contrasting peace. He has peace and then there's peace that we can manufacture on our own or that we can find in our own way. And Jesus says, I'm giving you a peace that is different than that. I'm leaving my peace with you, not as the world gives to you. Don't let your hearts be troubled and don't be afraid because he's speaking his peace into and over our lives. In Philippians, the Apostle Paul, Philippians chapter four, writes, he writes this to Christian people about this peace that comes from God. And he says, don't worry about anything, but pray about everything. Tell God what you need, thank him for all that he's done, then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And so, so we're offered this opportunity to walk, to walk in peace that comes from God, to be at peace in our relationship with God and to walk in the peace that is, that is from him alone and that is beyond anything you and I can really wrap our mind around, anything in our culture can offer to us, this is available to us. So can I spend the rest of our time really offering you a few things that I think will be helpful for you about walking in these paths of peace. Jesus came to guide your steps into the path of peace. And so as we, as we think about this, and how can I experience that in the most hectic, chaotic, stressful, difficult time of the year? So it starts with making a faith decision. Making a faith decision, this peace that comes from God, we, we enter into it, we receive it through faith. There's, there's a conscious decision on your part, my part, like he's holding it out and we reach out to receive this peace that he has and this peace that is with God to acknowledge that, hey, yeah, I am, like I've been apathetic towards you, I've been independent of you, I've been distanced from you, I have created this wall between us and I would like to receive this peace that you're offering me through Jesus. I need Jesus to guide my feet into paths of peace. That's why Jesus can, when he died on the cross, he died on the cross to make the way for you and for me to be able to live in harmonious relationship with God. When he rose again from the dead, he rose again from the dead to give people like us life so that we could experience this peace. And so a faith decision that says, yeah, I'm saying yes, I want peace I want peace with God. And whatever strategy you had for that before, like you can change your strategy and, and receive the peace that God wants to give to you. And, and farther than that, this faith decision, not just for peace with God, but peace that comes from God. We all have our own strategies for how we live at peace in a hectic, stressful, difficult world. And some of those strategies are healthy and some of those strategies are unhealthy, but they're ours. Or they come to us from somebody from the outside and so we lean into them and we live into them and we receive some peace, but we don't receive the kind of peace that Jesus says I'd like to give to you because we're holding on, like we're doing this ourselves. 
And so instead of saying, hey, I'm gonna pursue this and I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna manufacture my own peace, I'm gonna find my own peace, a faith decision says, all right, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna take a breath and I wanna receive the peace that Jesus offers to me. So illustration of that, this is, so one of my, um, one of my habits that I'm trying to develop, one of my practices for self-care is most mornings I take a 30-minute walk. If you look that up, you'll find that a lot of people say taking a walk outside on a daily basis is really good for you, for yourself, for self-care. And so I take, most days, I take a 30-minute walk. I walk 16 minutes from our house because I'm a little slower for the first minute or two, and then I walk 14 minutes back, and it covers about the same distance, 30 minutes. Here's what I've discovered. The same thing that most people discover. After about 20 minutes, I feel different. I start to feel different after about 20 minutes, and so I have this self-care habit that's a healthy habit of walking 30 minutes a day. After 20 minutes, I feel better. Here's something else I've discovered in that. On the good days, I remember that I don't just want to take a walk and find the kind of peace that taking a walk brings into my life. So on my good days, I remember to start the walk and tell the Lord, hey, I, I'm not just taking a walk. I wanna walk with you. I don't, I'm not just taking a walk. I wanna, I wanna walk into your peace. I'm taking a walk, but I'm not just taking a walk. I don't want just the peace that comes from being a guy who takes a walk outside. I want the peace that comes from being a guy who trusts in you. And so on the good days, I get to receive not just the peace of the walk, I get to walk into a path of peace. It's a, it's a faith decision and it's a willingness to, to receive the peace that Jesus is willing to give to me instead of just going out there and getting the peace that I have. And if you have unhealthy habits, like that's easier to think through, okay, yeah, there's some stuff we pursue and there's some things that we do that are not healthy. I gotta stop that and lean to. But if you have healthy habits, if you have healthy habits, there's more peace available to you than just the kind of peace you can get for yourself, just the kind of peace that the world offers to you. So to make a faith decision. And, and really, that second point there, it extends this idea of making a faith decision to create time and space to be still. To create time and space to be still. That's a faith decision because, because you don't have any extra time. And if you're still for a little bit, there's a lot of stuff not getting done. And so at some point, you've gotta say, okay, this, this peace, this peace that I could walk in, this peace that Jesus wants to guide my feet in, I want that. And, and I'm, gonna, I'm gonna be still, and, and I'm gonna give him some time and some space to, to give his peace to me. Bring across this beautiful little quote, came from practicingtheway.com, and it's speaking about making time and space to be still. It says, God isn't so interested in competing with the noise of our world. Now more than ever, it's possible to live from wake to sleep again without ever being quiet enough to feel the depths of us where God lives. God is not interested in, in competing with the noise in our world. He seldom shouts. And we live at such a pace that it takes that to get our attention 
or you can feel the stress, you can feel the anxiety, you can feel the pace, you can feel, you could feel all that and hear God saying to you in that, hey, peace, be still. Be still for a little bit. Be still for a little bit and let me guide you into a path that will give you peace. That's a faith decision to say, I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop. I don't think your I don't think your body has to be still, but your but your mind needs to be still and stayed on who God is and what He offers to us. And as we as we settle down, as we settle down, we can receive this peace that He wants to give to us. And as you're as you're settling your mind down, let me share three more things with you that I think will be really helpful. And I've, I'm giving them to you in an order, but these are in no particular order for our time together. So walking in a path of peace begins, like let's just, let's just the first one I'm gonna give you is listening prayer. Listening prayer. You have some things that you wanna say to God. We all do. He has some stuff that he wants to say to you. And, and so to stop and to listen for what your heavenly father would speak into and speak over you. And so, and so maybe like you, you take your Bible and you open it up and, and you listen for him as you read the Christmas story. Or, or maybe you take your Bible and open it up to a psalm and you read a psalm and just listen to him and what he's saying. Maybe you're part of something like there's a, there's a daily Bible verse on the YouVersion app and maybe you do that where you're listening or maybe you just, maybe you just sit still and, and say to your heavenly father like, I'm here and I'm listening, would you speak to me? And so to practice listening prayer so that you could hear what he wants to speak into and speak over your life. So that's, that's a starting place. Casting your cares on him. There's, it's one of my favorite Bible verses, and if you grew up in church, you learned it when you were a little kid. It's cast your cares on him because he cares for you. Did you know that? Like, do you know that? Have you thought about that recently, that, that your heavenly father cares, he cares for you. And because he cares for you, you get to put all the stuff, the stuff that worries you, the stuff that makes you anxious, the stuff where you've been hurt, the chaos that's in your life, the things that you don't know how to handle. Like you, get to, you get to take all of that, the stuff that's happened to you, you get to take all of that and you get to give it to him. You get to cast your cares on him because he cares about you, now here's what happens. If you tried this, you know what happens. Like as soon as you hand that off to him, you try to take it back, right? We all do that and, and we get better as we go along, that we, we cast our cares on him and we leave them with him so that he can carry them for us because he cares for you. The tender mercies of our God. There's one who guides us into a path of peace. He cares for you. And then giving thanks, wrapping all that up with giving thanks, being grateful people. And, and you, don't, you don't, I don't believe you have to be thankful for the, the hard stuff that's happening in your life, for the stuff that's got you all wrapped around the axle, the stuff that's got you on the 30 minute walk every day. Like there's some stuff and it's really hard to be thankful for some of that stuff, but you could sure be thankful for the good things. And we can be thankful for the good things that are going on in our lives and we can be thankful for Heavenly Father who sees us and who hears us and who knows us, thankful for Heavenly Father who's moved towards us in love for the tender mercies that he 
demonstrates to us like we have this beautiful opportunity to be grateful and what we learn is as we practice being grateful, we get better at it. We get better at it and as we are grateful people, we, we're better at receiving the peace that God wants us to experience because your heavenly Father sees you and hears you and here's what he knows. He knows that this is the most wonderful, hectic, stressful and difficult time of the year. And he knows there's some ways that we all cope with that and we all try to find some relief from that and he has something more and he has something better for us and he has given us his son Jesus to guide our feet into the paths of peace. And so what we want for ourselves, what we want for our friends is that we would, we would receive this peace that he's offering to us. And so that's how I wanna wrap up our time together today. I'm gonna pray for us. Before I do that, I just wanna give us a moment to say yes and to receive this peace that Jesus is offering to you. So would you please bow your head and close your eyes with me? So as we step into this little prayer time, let's remember that Jesus is the Prince of Peace. He guides our feet into the path of peace. He doesn't want you to live in chaos or stress or turmoil. He has, he has so much more and he has so much better for you. And so this is a moment to make a faith decision. Maybe it's the first time for you and you need to say, I need peace with God. I am, Jesus, I'm trusting you as the peacemaker, I'm looking to you for peace with God. And maybe you've been trying to handle the stuff on your own, and you just need to say, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be still, I commit to being still, to letting some other stuff slide, so I can be still and receive the peace you wanna give. So church, this is your moment to make that faith decision. Father, we're really grateful for your tender mercies towards us. And because of your tender mercy, the sun has risen and has shined into our darkness and we get to walk in light. Because of your tender mercy, we do not have to live in stress or turmoil or chaos, or difficulty. We can live in peace. So for myself, for my friends who are part of this service, we say yes to this peace that you are giving to us and would ask that in that, you would let us be conduits of your peace into the lives of our friends, our relatives, our neighbors, our coworkers, our community. What a beautiful thing we have. And so we pray for and over ourselves this benediction from 2 Thessalonians. Now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times and in every way. The Lord be with you all. And we say yes to that, Jesus, so we pray these things in your name, amen.